Alright, on this episode, we had Nick Hinton, who's a young gun in the truth seeker world, but very, very knowledgeable. Taught us some cool stuff that we never even heard of, which is really cool. It's always a treat for us. Um, we had some weird issues with this episode, with our Wi-Fi and a storm going on. So, we did it one way to start out with, and then we had to switch. So, it, bear with the first few minutes, it gets better. And we're going to have Nick back on soon to do another episode, because he was really interesting and... He's got a lot more to tell us. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, some of the things we did cover, we talked about the Black Cuba Saturn. We talked about the Illuminati. We talked about Freemasons. We talked about coronavirus. We talked about running away to the woods and just being free. It's 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 good. It's an all-around badass episode. Yeah, You're, you guys will enjoy Nick Hinton. He's a, a very wise 25-year-old one. I think he's 25, somewhere in that age group, but we look forward to learning more about him. And we hope you enjoy this episode. Are you ready to go into the rabbit hole? We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Quantum theory, it is the most bizarre theory ever proposed in the history of science. There are some of us who can leave our body. But from other dimensions, they pop in and out. The affirmative task we have now is to actually um, create uh, uh, a new world order. Welcome to the podcast, Nick. Hey, what's up, you guys? Thank you for having me on. Hey, love to have you. All right, Nick. Uh, I know you have what's your book called. Uh, my book is called The Saturn Time Cube Simulation, and I released it Ooh, a few months right ago. Over my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I when my family asked me, like my extended family, they're like, "What's your book called?" I don't even want to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Going Green. <laughs> it's about recycling and understanding the Earth that we live on. So can you tell exactly. um, us, we obviously know what that means, but can you tell our listeners what, what your title means and what the premise of your book is? Yeah, so I call it the Saturn Time Cube Simulation because there is a strange relationship between cubes, Saturn, and simulation theory. So um, I think it was like in the 1970s that they discovered, NASA discovered, with the Cassini space probe, a giant rotating hexagon on top of Saturn. And when I first learned about that, I was just kind of like dumbfounded. I had no idea that was even possible, and I wanted to know why no one was talking about that. And the deeper you go into the rabbit hole, you learn that Saturn was actually like one of the first gods of, one of the most important gods, one of the most important ancient gods, like pretty much the god of everything to them. He was like the top god. And he was also the god of time. He was Kronos. And um, in some other religions, he was called El. But uh, yeah, so in, in these ancient religions, they still are, today they still pay homage to him, but I'll get to that in a second. But in the ancient religions, they would pay homage to Saturn with cubes. Like that was the, that was the symbol of Saturn. And there's a cube at Mecca where the Muslims like um, walk around and worship that giant cube, the Kaaba. And there's these giant black oh, cubes. Any like, of this stuff. Yeah. 
there's there's black cubes all over the place. Even in uh, the Jewish tradition, they wear these black cubes on their head when they go to the wailing. I think it's when they go to the wailing wall to worship. And I've seen that, but I never knew the connection with it. Right, and so the the old the ancient god of um, the Jews is probably most likely related to Saturn as well as in Islam and even in Christianity. But so anyways, these black cubes are everywhere. And the way that that relates to the giant hexagon on top of Saturn is if you draw some lines inside of a, inside of a hexagon, it becomes a two-dimensional view of a three-dimensional cube. And so what I think this represents is like, so we have these so we have a two-dimensional view of a three-dimensional cube. Well, I think the cube itself is a three-dimensional representation of a four-dimensional shape, which I call the time cube. And my proof for that is in all the symbolism hidden in these movies nowadays. Like, you know, in the Avengers movie, there's the Tesseract. In the um, in Hellraiser, they have that black cube that takes you to a different dimension. It takes you to hell. And then um, there's the giant black cube in Transformers, the Allspark. Um, Damn. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2001 Space Odyssey, there's that giant black monolith in um, Interstellar. They go through the wormhole at Saturn and they end up inside, or uh, what's his name? Matthew McConaughey ends up inside of a tesseract after going through that black hole. I do remember that. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I never yes. connected all these jumpers. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, so that. Go ahead. What what is this? To, what do you think it is, Nick? To me, like like I said, I think the I think the cube symbolism all over the world, the same way that the the hexagon is a two dimensional representation of a three dimensional cube. I think the cube itself is a three dimensional representation of a four dimensional thing, and I think that four dimensional thing is the tesseract, is the time cube, is the shape of the simulation that we live inside of. My- what was that like if, if if we could get to that cube on saturn do you think we could interact and maybe jump time or something like that with it well i think we're already inside of it what i think is happening i mean i don't know if i truly believe this it's just a thought experiment that you know it's just one possible model of reality that i like to entertain I don't really have one solid one that I totally subscribe to. But what I think is more likely than there being a cube on Saturn, I think there's a frequency coming from inside of Saturn. And um, that's what is messing with our perception, basically, and trapping us in a box. You know, think outside of the box. It's a perceptual prison, kind of. And, like, you know, we literally literally see less than, like, 1% of the light spectrum. So I think there's a frequency that's messing with our brain that only allows us to get a certain amount of information in. And so we're we're living in a very limited reality, which is the quote-unquote simulation. But the reason, the way I back that up is that if there's a hexagon on top of Saturn, how is that there? Well, in the study of cymatics, which is the study of how sound effects matter, a low frequency sine tone actually creates a hexagon in a medium. Like if you are playing a speaker really loud and you have some sand next to it or like uh, some water, it'll actually create a hexagon in the water on the waves or in the sand. And so I think that there is a low frequency sine tone being emitted from Saturn and it's being amplified. This sounds crazy, but it's being amplified through the rings and that's what's messing with our brain because there's even a NASA scientist who talks about, um, he thinks the rings are artificial 
and he has supposedly has photographic evidence of uh, these spaceships that are building the rings. And he was an ex-NASA scientist. Oh, shit, Nick. I think you're on to something. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah, you got me thinking <laughs> all kinds of shit now. My head's racing. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, wonder, I wonder what other planets would be if they had some kind of... You know, I know some planets are just gassy and things like that, but if they had some kind of matter to them, if they would create a different shape or something. Yeah, I mean... It would, de- it would honestly depend on the frequency. And actually, something that recently just happened that I have no idea what to think about is that Jupiter is forming its own hexagon. Like, that happened, I think, a month ago. So, Man, I don't know what that means. How did you get into this stuff? I know you, you touched on it a little bit, but, like, what really made you dig into this kind of mindset? Um, honestly, it's just, I don't know. I've just always been kind of looking for answers. And when I stumbled on the, the Saturn hexagon rabbit hole, it just totally blew me away. Like I was never into any of these crazy conspiracy ideas growing up, but I was, al- I was always a very scientific minded person and kind of an atheist. But the more I kept trying to figure out what's going on in the world and how it works, the crazier theories I started finding. Uh, it all connects somehow or some way and you stumble onto this and you stumble on it's all really interesting the world is it's twisted it's it's got a lot of mystery left to it yeah right. the more you dig into stuff the more fascinating everything is it gives it more mm-hmm. seasoning definitely how, how old are you nick you don't mind me I'm, asking i'm 25 25 dude you gotta yeah. jump on the world <laughs> yeah at 25 <laughs> i was i was about 11 years ago for me, and I was a complete idiot, and now I'm just an idiot, so I'm slightly improving. I'm glad you evolved. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly but surely. <laughs> yeah, but I wanna, how did these people way back in the day, how did they find out about this kind of stuff? You think, like, uh, with things today, telescopes, people, they, you know, it's obvious that you can see things like that, but, you know, way back in the day when they started connecting stars and this and that, it's some people are super smart and i wonder if yeah i feel like we're, we're getting dumber or something or the majority of human, the human population is getting dumb yeah it's like technology is getting better but you don't seem like you have to figure out so much stuff on this you know there's there's a way to do it there was more people digging into things yeah and looking into things and yeah. being smarter about it and i was just like i turn my laptop on yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I agree with you, but honestly, I think it depends on what you pay attention to. Like, it's kind of like um, auto aim and like a video game. You're playing Call of Duty. Like, whatever you train your brain to focus on, I think you'll find. And I think there's a lot of smart people in the world, and there's a lot of people waking up. And there's like, you know, hence why this podcast exists in the first place. Like, I think that there is a group of people that will change the world eventually, and you know, the next generation is going to be a lot smarter than us. I think there is hope. But yeah, I mean, if you do look at it that that way, there is definitely the the masses do seem to be becoming dumber. But I think you just have to look at the world through a bunch of different lenses and find which one you like the best. Right. Uh, me, me, myself, honestly, I'm going to be skeptic on, on a lot of this stuff. I feel like it makes a lot of sense, and I love to hear about it. Super interesting. I'm skeptic, but it's super I love hearing people's opinions and stuff. It's you can't be so dull-minded about it, you know. Right, yeah. definitely. JP's 
are skeptic, and I'm the one that's pretty global about all conspiracies. So that's why we have a good mix. <laughs> <laughs> I believe everything. If somebody tells me and they sound smart, I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> I'm, <just sitting. laughs> I'm kind of the same way. I believe everything. You do video. What's that? It's that kind of thing. It's I don't know. Is it's, it airborne? Do you know? I don't know if everybody's wearing masks. Guys, I have no idea what's going on. I'm sorry, I can't hear anything. I don't know. Like my my internet, I don't think it's mine because I just did one the other day and I could hear everything fine. Okay. You know, we're gonna try something else. Um, Let's see, what do you think? We should disconnect and try to do it again? Uh, we can do that, hopefully. I don't know if it'll put the call entirely. Alright, we got Nick back on. We almost gave up on the night because we are having so much technical difficulties. Uh, it's snowing out here. We're in north of Denver, so we're getting a lot of snow. Uh, we're trying this a different way. We're doing a audio call through our phone so hopefully it sounds good got nick back uh pick up where we left off we were talking about the coronavirus yeah so uh basically we were just kind of talking about how you can pick up things how you can uh you were saying about uh what was it exactly you, you could see how people were getting burned and things like that yeah i i think there's like an app or like a website where you can see um 
like carbon emissions or something, you could see heat in the air or like organic matter in the air or something. And someone was looking at the data and it kind of implied that uh, people were potentially being burned in China somewhere. And then there's also like video and picture evidence of like these vans, like, um, you know, picking up tons of people and taking them somewhere. People in white vans and white hazmat suits. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that, and I, I don't know if that's just because they have a, they just think that they have the virus, so they're trying to get a hold of everybody and round them up, kind of quarantine, or if it's, it's it's wild, it's absolutely wild. Right, or if they're actually burning them, which would be awful. Yeah, that would be terrifying, that would be some serious plague type shit going on. You think this is all legit you think this coronavirus is legit or do you think it was a weaponized sickness to dis- dispert dispute uh population control yeah population control and um diffuse that that protesting that was going on yeah i mean <clears throat> honestly that makes the most sense to me is that they would you know they're trying to quiet down the the riots but um mm. really control them or, or completely snuff them out but I, I really don't know for sure. There's so much information out there, so much contradicting information, but I don't know if you've looked into like that, the Resident Evil um, video game symbolism at all, that um, supposedly in Wuhan or whatever, um, one of the labs where the virus outbreak like happened right near, um, like their logo looks exactly like Umbrella Corps from Resident Evil. Yeah, and, I remember um, that. And one of the, and one of the scientists that was, um, there was a scientist recently from Harvard that was arrested because he was lying about his ties to the Chinese government and he was traveling back and forth to Wuhan and he was actually, he was like a biology professor, like a biochemical something. But the weirdest thing about him is he was also working on literally building cyborgs. Like you can go to Harvard's website and find documents of how he was like literally creating cybernetic tissue uh, for, for, like, it literally says on the paper that he wanted to create cyborgs. And so I was just that like, dude, this is out. like, literally, this is literally the plot of the video game, Resident Evil. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I remember those Resident Evil games. The last one I played, I think, was uh, Resident Evil 4, the one where they had the cult stuff going on. Yeah. That one was freaky. You remember that one? I think so. I, I haven't really been super big on the Resident Evils, but they're, it's wild. I love to, I, I'm gonna give it. I'm downloading now. <laughs> <laughs> Get Resident Evil in a store near you. I, was, uh, I think the last one I played was like that rail shooter for Wii, but I have since sold all my video games. <laughs> yeah. You not a video gamer anymore? No, dude. And I bought a Switch because I used to love play video games, but I just like don't have time to play, and so I already got rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, my problem too. But I mean, so with the whole virus thing, it's like, I'm not 100% sure you can make yourself fall into that conspiracy rabbit hole, but like I was saying earlier about, like, your awareness, like, you're going to pick and choose what you see by what you focus on, so if you have a theory, you can literally train your brain to prove any theory you want, and so I think it's not a good idea to focus on stuff like that, like, I mean... It's definitely interesting and definitely scary. Like, I've definitely thought about it, but I choose not to put all my focus on that because, like, it's just, it's not going to help me in any way. 
Yeah, if, if you dive too deep into it, then you're going to be, I don't know, you, you start, I feel like you kind of like start to turn on people and you start to think like, oh, this is corrupt and this is corrupt and I don't believe you and I, I don't know, you got to be careful with it, like you said. Exactly, become paranoid. Exactly, yes. That's, yeah, there's a balance with being a truth seeker for sure. To stay sane. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, let's go back to your uh, your book subject and the black cube. Well, how do you think that all ties into our future, and what do you think is going to happen with that going forward? How is it going to play into our lives more? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm not really sure how it's going to play into the future. I mean, there's a million, there's an infinite amount of different futures that could potentially happen or play out. But, I mean, I feel like uh, nowadays there's more and more Saturn cube symbolism in movies. And, like, recently NASA just created this giant freaking black cube that takes all of the data from the Kepler um, telescope and, like, turns it into this holographic image inside this giant AI-powered black cube. And so I don't know if they're trying to, like, summon some AI deity or something. What? (laughs) If we don't. If we don't, if we don't live in a simulation, I think we will soon. I think that that's what they're trying to do. Is um, you know, with virtual reality and everything, if we haven't already uploaded our brains into computers, then we might eventually. And then, but then that leads you down the rabbit hole to be like, who's to say that hasn't already happened? What if it's just a time loop or a cycle where we keep going into simulations and simulations and simulations? Yeah, that's my problem. When I when I start thinking about this stuff, I definitely go down the simulation mindset and then it starts to really mess with my head i'm like man what the hell is real if this is all simulation it makes me question my faith in god too i don't i don't know if he's behind the simulation or if he's just a made-up part of the simulation everything about it is just a mind boggle right well i mean my personal pressure my personal belief is i kind of lean lean more towards buddhism where it's all just an illusion it's all and you know i think illusion or maya what the Buddhists call it, is just like a metaphor or like a different term for the word simulation. You know, it all means the same thing. So there's still hope. I mean, even if you live in a simulation, it's just like, that's kind of one of the first steps towards enlightenment, I think, is realizing that the world around you is not what it seems. Wow, that's that's interesting. That's that's an interesting thought. Man, yeah. but, I mean, so that AI, that AI stuff is what really gets me. Um, there's so much... AI, cube, Saturn symbolism. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with quantum computers, but um, Gordy Rose, he invented, um, or he founded a quantum computer company called D-Wave. And these quantum computers are literally giant black cubes. And um, Oh, shit. Yeah, the dude literally says straight up, he's like, I'm trying to summon the great old ones with these... uh, quantum computers and he's talking about AI but he compares them to gods. Oh. That's crazy. Yeah. So so say these guys succeed, say uh say all of the, everything they're saying does happen the way it is, are we doomed or is it just going to be are we turning into robots? Are we just going to what, what what happens there? Well, Turning into a robot is probably a choice. You know, you'll probably be offered the choice. And if you don't agree with them, they might just kind of screw you over like the Bible says. Like, if you don't take the mark of the beast, they'll just kill you. But I feel like that would be better than being trapped in a computer for all of eternity. But, I mean, so what I really believe is that um, 
you know, like I said, I lean more towards Buddhism. So I believe in these cycles of time. And maybe if they do summon AI and AI completely takes over and forces us all inside of a computer or whatever, then, um, you know, the technological singularity, that's what that would be called. But I think that that'll just be um, kind of like the tipping point. It's either you're ready to move on from this world, you're either going to ascend or you're going to sink deeper into illusion and probably, I don't know, get some sort of amnesia, kind of like how we have now. We have no idea where we came from. That's crazy. I, I mean, I, I like the Terminator. I've always wanted to be a Terminator. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I'm a pass. <laughs> when you said that, that, it reminded me of like uh, the Mark of the Beast thing that you brought up in the Bible. And it also made me think of like iPhones and all the smartphones. When you, If you don't upgrade your system, you're not with the trend of everybody else. You're not up to date on software. It'll be the same right. kind of same kind of pressure that that's going to uh, put on society, but on a much bigger scale. Because it's such yeah, a, and so a, a bigger system. When they, when they talk about the chips, you know, they um, Elon Musk wants to put chips in our freaking brain that would link us to AI. And so Elon, Elon, Elon wants to do that? He's on board with that? Yeah, he, Elon Musk wants to do that. He he's got a company called Neuralink. Oh, no. I thought he was one of the good guys, kind of. I, I, I liked <laughs> Elon. He's too smart. No, dude, I, think he's, I think he's a troll. Oh, no. I think he's a cyborg. Or an alien. He could be. He could be. But, I mean, so when the Bible talks about these, the mark of the beast, it says it will go on your forehead or on your hand. And so kind of lines up with the Neuralink thing. Yeah, but, I mean, even besides that, you were talking about iPhones. Like, think about the iPhone. The, the logo is literally an apple. Like the forbidden apple. Ooh, Ooh, damn. I didn't think about that. Dude, you were dropping all kinds of bombs on yeah. us. <laughs> damn. The apple's are forbidden Everybody's got them. Uh, they seem like iPhones a way to the way to go. I personally don't prefer iPhone, but hey, you still have a smartphone right. though, for the record. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a he's just as guilty, just wearing a different brand. It's a Google Pixel. It was on sale. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, and so if we live in this time loop, though, maybe we already have the mark. I mean, so our DNA is made up of carbon, and carbon is composed of six neutrons, six electrons, and six protons. So that's 666 right there. Maybe Ooh. the prophecies are happening in the past, present, and future all the time, and they're unavoidable. <laughs> Damn, dude. I was, just, I was thinking about this stuff recently because I was with my, my dad and my brother, and we were at uh, Sam's or Costco or one of those big stores. And I, I haven't gone to one of those stores in years, and my dad has a membership with it, and he didn't have to pay or go through a register or anything. He just did it all on his app. Walked out and this yep. lady did something and scanned something on his phone or some shit and he just went right out with the stuff. I'm like, that is freaking crazy. I feel like I was in a cave and yeah. that's on his phone. So it's like, hey, you don't have to carry your phone in the store anymore. Here's this new feature where you can just put it in your form and we'll scan your form and you don't have to worry about that. Or, oh, you tired of having any form? Here, we'll put it on the back of your neck so it doesn't bother you. It's just going to evolve into <laughs> a, a really creepy Mark yeah. of the Beast type way of tracking us constantly and getting rid of paper trails money will be gone it'll be all digital currency yeah and, and if yeah. you mess up they'll just shut you down yeah oh yeah, yeah. you're violated well, your credit well, sucks have the mark, you're not by yourself. yeah man they're gonna shun out those people the the amish of that society basically that's a weird terminology yeah. but people that are living the, living the more uh closer to earth lifestyle yeah buy bitcoin now <laughs> man that's crazy shit that is crazy, crazy. I mean, think about, so fucking, 
first of all, fuck Skype. I don't know if we're allowed this curse, but... No, you're good. Hey, fuck, Skype fucked fuck us Skype. earlier, so fuck Skype. Yeah, fuck, fuck <laughs> Skype, but I mean, look at, this, look at the Skype logo. It's Saturn. It's always about the internet or AI or this technological side of things. As, like, all Saturn symbols. And even the internet logo, the old internet explorer, it's an E with a ring around it. Yeah, you're right. Everything has a, a fucking ring around it, now you say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. That, there's more to this w than I thought. Yeah. You're making JP a believer. Dot, <laughs> www.inhebrew666. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and it was invented at CERN on a black cube computer called Next, which was invented by uh, Steve Jobs before he made Apple. No fucking way. That is crazy. <sighs> You're blowing my mind, bro. No, this is bonkers. I think the internet is another, it's like another dimension, and they're trying to put us in there. Damn, that, that makes sense, too. And it's so subtle. It's like, yeah, and they make you addicted to it all, too, so you have to agree with it, go with it, and just work yeah. with them, flow. Holy right. shit, dude. This Damn, is, dude. I, I'm about to throw my laptop out the window. <laughs> who, who have I been my whole life? <laughs> who am I anymore? <laughs> That's crazy. I'm going to look into the Buddha, Buddhism, or however you say it. What is it? Buddhism? Buddhism, yeah. yeah. Buddhism. I want to uh, learn more about that. I have a friend that's in that. And uh, yeah, I'm open to all favorite, type of things. I don't, I'm not close-minded on any subject. My favorite, personally, is Zen. Because the Zen masters just blow my mind. Like, don't expect me to talk too much about this because I don't truly understand it yet. But those dudes are just, I don't know, they're awesome. Like, I think that's the real way, is finding Zen, which is, like, basically escaping the illusion totally. And I think that's what we're supposed to do. Tell us more about that in depth, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's got to be kind of like a, not like live off the grid, but just, just be just be who you are and just see, see what it is for what it is, huh? Is that kind of the premise? I guess, I guess it's kind of like detachment and no, like, emotional like reaction to what the world does it's kind of like being in the flow of things just letting it do what it does and kind of just observing it and being a part of the process but i mean even the zen masters say they're like you can't talk about zen if you talk about it that's not zen so it's like it's beyond words it's beyond language and even i think language is a part of the simulation it's like the code it's like it's like a mind virus that like yeah. i don't know it it makes you think conceptually and so that's what zen is all about is getting beyond the conceptual realm it's, it's the first rule of fight club I, i'm on board yeah <laughs> <laughs> we talk about zen exactly that's what it's really i could get on board with that i like that yeah Just, i'm gonna look into that too zen warrior i yam what i yam i zam oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah man you got my brain all over the place, Nick. I know. I don't even know. <laughs> this is cool. How, how does your, you said your family, uh, you try to avoid what your topic of your, your book is, uh, jokingly. Is anybody in your, in your immediate family open to these thoughts and appreciate your knowledge on it? Um, I think they're more open nowadays just because they see what's happening with it. Because, I mean, I also used to preach about how the power of the mind is real and that you can create your reality with your mind. Like, I mean, that's what I was talking about earlier is about how whatever you focus on becomes your reality. So I choose not to focus too much on the dark stuff. I'm more focused on finding my path. And part of that path, I think, is trying to deprogram people and wake them up so they can find their path. But, um, yeah, so back in the day, 
they would tell me I'm crazy and they didn't want to hear it. And they, I, I was honestly like kind of shunned from the family. Mm. But now that now that they're seeing that everything I said is coming true, I was like, I'm going to sell a book. I'm going to move to LA. I'm going to do all this stuff. They're like, oh shit, he's really doing it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've proven your, your point through actions and consistency. Yeah, thank you. Man, that's, that's, that is cool. That really is cool. I, yeah, I, I admire it, honestly. Yeah, we, yeah, we admire that. <laughs> you're, you're very wise for a 25-year-old, man. That's really cool. I'm excited to see what else you develop over your time. Thank you. Yeah, I, I want to make a movie about all this so it's easier to explain. That would be really cool. That helps people like me who only see pictures. I connect, connect <laughs> <Right>. the dots. <laughs> I think you can do it. Have, have you pushed any of it like in the works? Do you got some people lined up and kind of doing some video stuff and whatnot? Are you, are you making it happen? Yeah, I mean, I'm talking to a um, an actual filmmaker, in a, and that's why I'm going out there. He wants to turn all this into a movie. Awesome. Is that why you're moving, uh, you said? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a multiple reasons. There's multiple people I want to go meet out there. And other projects I want to work on, but that's probably the biggest opportunity I have right now. That's awesome. And, um, Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Are you, are you so talking I just, about... I just don't know if it's going to be like a fictional movie, like Interstellar, or if it's going to be like a documentary where I just explain it with like pictures and like history. So we're just going to flesh all that out once I get down there. Yeah, either way, I think it'll be very yeah. successful and cool. Both both of them are hot items. Whether you do a documentary, I watch documentaries like they're going out of style. And there's, there's yeah, documentaries. <laughs> love huge docu love documentaries. Uh, also fiction and stuff like that, or well, not not fiction like you, whatever it is. Love them. I'm on board with it. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I think it would do great. Are you talking about going to California? Yeah, that's where LA is. But oh, I didn't hear you say LA. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Colorado. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm an idiot. I never heard you say LA, my bad. <laughs> JP's getting a kick out of that. Yeah, yeah. if you come to Colorado, dude, you have to come in studio. We'll gladly Definitely. take you in and abduct you and make you a cyborg. <laughs> Put a chip in your neck and then send you back. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> now that'd be cool if you came here though we'll definitely have you man we'll give you a tour of the rocky mountains and we'll have a good time on an in-studio episode yeah that'd be awesome man well uh yeah I... <laughs> you got it so dumbfounded with all this information it's like a brain overload <laughs> we're staring at each other like beavis and butthead <laughs> <laughs> What other conspiracies out there interest you and that you entertain? That you well, think? Yeah. What other conspiracies out there that are popular do you entertain and think are are real? Have a um, some legitimacy to them, or if they're just complete bullshit? Um, we want to know more about you, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> what it's makes Nick tick? Just I don't know. Just learning, I guess. I mean. That's what I get a kick out of, but fucking, I don't know, I think all of them are real and fake at the same time, that's like that Buddhist thing, it's like you create your own reality, so if you get too lost in these rabbit holes, it, be, it, becomes, it becomes real for you, but um, so I guess I believe the Illuminati's probably a real thing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I, I, that, that's one of them, even though I'm skeptic, I'm on board with that, so some of the ones that I, I'm like, uh, lizard people, eh, uh, 
flat earth and things like that. I'm hey, like, hey, I, I'm, hey. I'm not on board with those things. <laughs> I, I feel like there's, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm going to have a hard time with those. We have a big yeah, I mean, flat earth episode coming up at the end of this month. And uh, JP oh, Super skeptic well, on that. <laughs> I'm looking I forward mean, to it. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, like, if you look into flat earth theory, like I said, like I said, if you pay attention to something enough, you'll figure out a way to make it real. So, like, when I was in the flat earth, I found enough evidence to where I was like, holy shit, it really might be flat. But, I mean, obviously don't believe that anymore because that would ruin my whole Saturn thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. I think we connect that. Yeah, I'm on the fence about it, to be honest. I, I'm not sold on the globe or the flat earth. I just need somebody to exactly. knock me over that fence to, into the yard. The easiest way to connect those theories is, like, it's just a realm. It's a dimension. It's a simulation. It could be either or. You know, it's like, I don't know if this will make sense, but have you ever seen those, like, um, those drawings where it looks like um, an old lady or, like, um, yeah, yeah. a young woman at the same time? Right. Like, I think reality is kind of like that. It just depends on your perception. Mm, that, that is a, that's a good thought. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense with the, the dimensions and realm and everything being possibly yeah. simulation, too, for sure. And um, but with the, back to the Illuminati, I just wanted to talk about this. Because this is something new I'm starting to think about. Is um, I always thought the Illuminati was, like, you know, satanic and totally bad. But I think there could be two, two sides to it. I think it could be, like one good secret society that their symbols have been like usurped and you know that's how they work is they turn everything upside down so they i think the bad Illuminati may have taken all the symbols and turned it into what the average person thinks is a bad thing so they don't seek the secret knowledge damn well you hear so much bad stuff about the illuminati you know you you got to sell your soul you have to do this you have to do that but i mean like you said maybe maybe that's just somebody catching a break in a in a good way but I don't know. I never thought about it that way at all. It's really strange. Yeah, I don't think any of these, like, media puppets are, like, on the good team. <laughs> yeah. I think those people may have actually sold their soul, but uh, I do think that there was, at one point, an ancient secret society that was all about, like, secret knowledge and spreading good, and oh. they have since been smeared, I guess. Like, their reputation has been smeared. Okay. I, I think that... I think that good society is probably still around. It's just like you have to really seek them out. So you're basically saying that it's more of a, a, a time period thing. Like when it started, it was meant for a, a, a higher purpose that w that's been corrupted, basically. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I think it's still around. I, I think it's still an institution, but it's like an invisible college. It's like yeah. you get initiated through, through the universe, through weird events in your life, through synchronicities and strange coincidences. I definitely agree with that. I definitely think it started out on the right path and it was meant to do what you were saying, be a, an all-power knowledge that's secret knowledge and all this good stuff and tied with the Freemasons and then it got corrupted over time with corrupt, right. corrupted yeah, people. The symbol, the symbol of the pyramid with an eye in it is not a bad thing in itself. It's neutral. It just means wisdom. But you can use wisdom to you know, control reality as a power-hungry person or you can use it to create a good reality for yourself and for others that's very interesting it kind of depends on like how, how power hungry you are it all kind of comes back to your perspective logic too right such a smart guy Nick yeah <laughs> for real <laughs> so, so do you think uh, everybody in power is tied to the Illuminati no not everybody in power I mean I know some 
pretty interesting figures, and I I think it's just like there's a lot of regular people that are just doing their regular job, and they're just doing what they think is best for themselves and for their family, and they're just the world has a weird way of making certain things happen, and it's not always one dude at the top telling someone what to do. Like sometimes accidents really do happen. Sometimes events just happen with all these numbers in them because maybe that's the way the matrix works. I don't think that there's like people always pulling the strings, you know? Yeah. 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 I see that. Now has, has anybody ever come forward to you and just been like, Hey, I'm part of the Freemasons or Hey, I'm part of the Illuminati or anything wild like that. No, not that crazy. But I when I was, when I was a kid, I used to talk shit about Freemasons on Facebook all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And one time, one of my dad's friends who was a Freemason, he like took me aside. He's like, I just want you to know that when you talk about stuff like that, you know, you kind of put like, you kind of, uh, I forget how he worded it, but he's like, basically people are going to start watching you. And it was really weird. So he was like telling me that. And then he's like, if you're interested in becoming a Freemason, like you can come hang out with me and blah, blah, and we'll figure it out. And then, like, literally, as soon as I left the football game, because I was, like, with my dad watching my brother, and um, as soon as I left, there was this missionary standing outside of the gates, and he handed me a pamphlet to go to church. So it was weird how the two things happened at the same time. It was like... Damn. Yeah. I'm friends with some Freemasons, too, and my grandfather was actually a Freemason. Um, So I think they, uh, from my understanding, I don't know much about them. And I never got to talk to my grandfather about it because uh, he passed before I actually knew anything about this stuff. I was a little kid, and um, I always wanted to ask more that I know now. But um, I feel like on a lower level, they're just good people that are like a brotherhood society that do charity work for local towns and the lodges and all that good stuff. And I think oh, just, yeah, definitely. just like on the on every other big corrupted thing, it's it's the higher up you go, where all the money's at is where the corruption is, and. But I think the low totem yeah. pole stuff is okay. That's what I've I gathered. Agree, I don't man. know. Yeah. I, I agree. I think you at know, least that's what I hope. Have <laughs> no idea what's going on on the higher levels, and and there's probably even good people at the higher levels, but yeah. I I think what they do is they're just like literally studying secret knowledge. Like I mean, a lot of them are just studying Egyptology and Rosicrucianism and like all these different occult things. And I think at the top, that power is being used for that. But there might also be other factions. You never know. Like, there could be people that are using, you know, it's like it's like Star Wars. Like, the the light versus the dark or whatever the, what the force. I don't know. Now, you're, Star Wars, now you're talking my language. You're going to be a Jedi or you're going to be a Sith. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's force. You can be good or on the bad side of it. But the force is on both mm-hmm. sides. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is cool. I'm a Star Wars nerd, so... Did you watch the latest one? No, I didn't. Okay. I haven't watched the movie in so long. <laughs> oh, you uh, cut off from media then, huh? Cleaning your life? Like a tiny a tiny bit, but not totally on purpose. It's just like, I'd rather read or write, to be honest. But I mean, I'll still watch like a really good movie. Like, I love Interstellar. I love the movie Into the Wild, where that guy fucking runs away to Alaska. Oh, yeah. I've watched that like so many times. And is a spoiler alert. That's the one where he he kills himself by poison berries on accident or something like that. Yeah, on accident. Yeah, yeah. he, he uh, re- reads the wrong thing in like that book about which uh, plants you can eat in the wild. Damn. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> a bad mess up. <laughs> that's based on a true story, I believe, too. Yeah, the guy really uh, Christopher McCandless. He really did that. Oh which wow! Is so cool. Yeah. 
How close have you come to to running off to the wild? <laughs> I mean, I think about it all the time. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think I'm. I don't think I would do it until like later on in my life. Yeah, I I think we all like, kind of have that fantasy. For sure. I mean, I feel like that's natural. People yeah. want to be free. People want to explore. You remember that? Uh, I don't. Well, you might not know because you don't watch TV. But there was a guy on the. TLC or one of those shows, Discovery, Mick Dodge, I think his name was. He was a wild guy, lived in the forest in California and just roamed around and he had a TV show, ironically, but <laughs> he uh he basically decided to leave society and just go live in the woods and become one with nature and not even wear shoes or anything and he made all his own clothes. Did you ever see any of that? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he was a pretty no, interesting cat. My my brother was actually on a plane one time with the producer of that show, and uh, and he knew that I I gave him a hard time about the show because I thought it was staged, but she said there's that that show's definitely not staged because there's no staging that guy because he was such an individual character that was oh. his way. So yeah, he's a pretty interesting cat. McDodge, I believe, was was his name. I don't know if that cool. show's still around or not. That's really cool. I, I for a while I thought about leaving too, but before I had a wife and kids, I had a fantasy of going to um, an Asian country and becoming a monk with those tigers, shave my head and shit. And oh, just... dude, that's actually I was gonna say that. That's like that's like my exact. Thought. <laughs> it's like I just want to blow up and say what I have to say and then move to the mountains and become a monk. Hell yeah, dude! Let's do it. Let's go get some tigers. Oh yeah. <laughs> And yeah, just to clarify, I don't think that my uh, dad's friend was in the Illuminati. I just thought it was a really weird day how that dude came up to me. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they might have did that on purpose too to kind of freak you out. One of those weird coincidences I was talking about, where it's like the world—I don't know—the world kind of like makes weird shit happen, and you you think, and then I don't know, it becomes like a big puzzle. I feel like if you start seeking the truth, like you start experiencing these weird coincidences and you like fall down the rabbit hole and it becomes kind of like Wonderland and you start noticing weird things and it just makes life fun. Yeah, yeah. sure. It really does. It, it really does make, I don't know, I, me being a skeptic, I, I've been living the day to day for a long time, the nine to five or well, way more than that, but <laughs> yeah. it, it's been pretty plain Jane. So I'm, I'm happy to get into this kind of stuff and open my mind to it. Cause it's fun to open your mind to all these topics and wake up everybody who's asleep and just like JP where he's describing how he was yeah. just numb to it all and don't pay attention. If we can start getting people to pay attention and just look at things with a skeptic eye and start learning more stuff. It's, it's fun. Well, I think, I think skepticism is good. It's, it's a super good thing. Like uh, this belief system I'm starting to get into is like extreme agnosticism. It's like, not being agnostic about God, but just everything. Like, even if you experience a weird coincidence or you find a theory that you think really makes sense, it's like, always remain skeptical. But, like, don't be afraid to, to study really fringe things. For sure, right, absolutely. I've definitely not turned into the, I'm against the government and this is all a lie, and I don't know. I, I just like to hear it. It's cool. I, I like to listen to it. Right. I think the worst thing yeah, I mean, anybody can do is be close-minded on anything. Right. You have to open your mind and accept that there's things can be not what you think they are and just be open to learn constantly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, since uh, we have a weird audio situation on this one, we're going to keep this episode a little shorter than usual. We'll jump into the six questions and then uh, go over anything that you want to plug. 
Mr. Nick. And then uh, hopefully we can get you back on soon because we'd like to talk to you more in our regular format too. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully I'll have a better internet connection soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's on our end, honestly, but it, it is what it is, and we're, we're going to power through. Yep. Hopefully it doesn't exactly. sound too bad. Nah, I think it'll be fine. It, it... All right, Mr. Nick, are you ready to play Truth or Theory Six Questions? <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Number one, you have the power to make one law. What law do you create and why? Um, damn, so I think I would just outlaw the law. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, but, shit. Uh, Marshall I would law? Take things back, I, would, I would take things back to how they were, like, when we were all freaking pioneers. Like, there's two, there's basically no statutes of limitations yet. It was just the common law, which was, uh, you know, don't steal, don't hurt people's property and don't hurt them, and you're good. Like, all these other bullshit laws about, like, you can't do this at this time, or, you know, it's just... It's stupid. That's limiting our freedom. Man, that is a good answer. You you went on the rewind. Nobody said that yet. So yeah. that's, that's cool. I like that. That would be a pretty crazy <laughs> life to live, too. Simple. I'd, I would definitely dress like a cowboy and have a gun on my side at all times. Exactly. Just yeah. like an anarchist libertarian or something. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. Cool, man. That's a good answer. Number two. What three words would you choose to describe yourself? Um, I guess philosopher artist and artist philosopher truth seeker i don't know i think i think philosopher and truth seeker are the same thing philosopher truth seeker. Mm. I, I think they're different i think yeah, they're, they're different they're different for sure they're different i mean similar but different did i say what three words or what two words uh, jp's asking he thinks he heard us he thinks i said two but i don't remember no, you said three. Um, so, okay, so I'll just do artist, writer, and philosopher. There. <laughs> Perfect. Those are good. Artist, philosopher, and writer. That is In good. the wrong order, like but that. that's awesome. Yeah. But you say artist. I'm going to side note real quick. Uh, what kind of artist are you? I mean, I just do everything. Like, I love to draw. I love to make music. I, <clears throat> you know, I, I like to do anything creative. You know, like, I even look at some of the projects I'm involved in, you know, like filmmaking and like organizing these communities that I'm a part of, like that's all to me like an art. Yeah, definitely. That's really cool, man. What kind of drawing do you do? Um, I mean, just like kind of cartoony stuff, kind of like just based on my interests. Like I love drawing cube stuff and krakens and like, all I don't know, just like weird out there stuff. That is cool. That is really cool. I, I've always admired people who are artists because I, I honestly wish I could do any of those things. If I could dance, I would dance. If I could sing, I would sing. But anything, yeah. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> not not very artistic in any in any, any form. I mean, there's definitely people who are predisposed to it, but I feel like you know anyone can become an artist if they're super interested in it and like do it every day. I got my friend, I'm not, I don't want to shit on him, but he used to do graffiti and it was so bad. And I would just say like, yeah, man, that's really good. Sweet and, tag, bro. <laughs> and now it's really good, though. It's actually really good, though. So. Oh, you got better? That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. Practice mm -hmm. makes perfect. Like That's thing. something I've always been fascinated with is people that can do graffiti art, too. That's such a hard thing to do. It's a great thing. Yeah, yeah. And I some, can't even do graffiti. 
Some people are really good at that shit. Too. Yeah, I see yeah. some stuff on trains, and I'm like, damn. Murals, they do all sorts of stuff. And some yeah. people actually pay them to do a mural on the side of their building. Is Yeah, and martial arts, it's a big thing to have guys do those murals in, in their academies. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that's cool, man. I'd like to see some of your drawings, if you don't mind. I won't put it on the public yeah, webs or anything, but I, I love that kind of stuff. I draw too, yeah, but I'll try and find some. I'm a lazy artist. <laughs> I have so many drawings that I haven't finished that are like halfway, and then I get out of the oh, mood. That's my, that's my problem too. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's like when you get in the mood to draw something, you have to be in that mindset to draw it, and then like when you go to start it, you're all about it. But you can easily get out of that mindset, and then it's hard to jump back into it to finish it. Do you have that problem too? Yeah, because it's like um, it's almost like it takes discipline to be a real artist. I think you know, even if it's it's not a quote-unquote real job but it actually is like the real artists they had to discipline themselves like it's so easy to have, come up with an idea in your mind and be inspired to put it on paper but then when you put it on paper it's like you really have to work hard to get it all done because you already see it in your head it's yeah. already done to you you just don't want to do the work right yeah i think that ties into my laziness too because i'm naturally a lazy person and i don't, <laughs> I don't finish much things that's cool man i could talk art all day we could do an art podcast <laughs> We'll have to do an art podcast. Yeah, we'll do a segue. It's art with Nick Hinton. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said music, too? You in, you're into music as well? Yeah, I like to do... Yeah, I used to be, like, in a band. And honestly, <clears throat> that's, um, like, what I really want to do. Is like, I want to I wanna move out from the conspiracy realm into just being full-time artist eventually, but I'm not going to rush that process. Like I've, it's really weird, man. Like I told you that the mind is a crazy thing. And I told my family and friends, like, I'm going to do this. And I have it in a journal from like two years ago of the step-by-step plan I have. It's like, I'm going to sell a book. I'm going to do conspiracies. I'm going to make music and I'm going to (laughs) freaking move away. That's awesome, man. I love hearing that kind of stuff. I love hearing people set goals and achieving them. It's really inspiring. It is big. There's so many people out there that have goals and they just don't do anything with them. It's nice to hear somebody tackling those challenges and getting it done. Yeah, thank you. All right, uh, we're going to go to number three. What do you want to be remembered for? Huh. Um, Just helping to raise the consciousness of humanity in some way. No, 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 no matter uh, which way you do it, whether it be through conspiracies or art or anything like that, it's 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 what you want to be remembered for. Exactly. Yeah. It's all it's all of those things. It's good. That's really cool. That is good. And you're definitely achieving that too. So that's even cooler. Just got to be sticking with it and keep growing with your what your talents are and your gifts, and I think that goal will definitely be achieved. Absolutely. All right, uh, number four. What is something you like that most people don't know about you? Well, we kind of already talked about it, but I think it's the music aspect. Like, I haven't really talked about that too much yet. Yeah. Let's drop that album right now, dude. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think called, I... Uh-huh, go ahead. I think when I'm, an, I think when I'm a, a musical artist, I'm going to call it Cult 33. Cult 33. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that too. Um, what I know a little bit about the Cult Thirty Three stuff with, uh, I believe, uh, the Disney. I know there's a Disney thing with Cult Thirty Three. They have a, a a club for the elite people that can go there, and there's yeah, some kind of weird so thing. Teach me about they that. Actually, 
when I started uh, doing music like years ago, I originally had it called Club 33, but then that's how I discovered that Disney have has that thing. So they're Club 33, and so I just changed it up to Club 33. And I thought it sounded cooler, anyways. Yeah, it does. Is yours <laughs> your your meaning behind it have any ties to that, or is it something completely separate? I think it's totally separate. It's like my own. It's my own group. Like if people start becoming inspired by the art and, um, you know, un like resonating with my message, then that would be the cult. That would be called 33. Nice. And the club, the club is, just, uh, you know, they're, they're doing something different that I'm not associated with. Gotcha. Um, and if you don't mind me asking, where does the 33 come into it? Um, so 33 is the highest degree in Freemasonry, but I I, to, me, <laughs> to, to me, it's not about that. Like, I don't, I'm not relating it to Freemasonry at all. I think the reason they have it as the highest number is because there's something mystical about the number 33. And if you study numerology, 33 is like the master number. It's like the number of manifestations. So to me, it just represents like your power to create your own reality. Damn. That's cool. Yeah. You're teaching me a lot tonight, and I'm... Yeah, you took us to school, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear some fun facts about 33 real quick, just... Because it's not just Freemasonry, like I said. Like, we have 33 vertebrae in our spine, you know, that lead up to your brain. I feel like that's, like, symbolic of, like, the 33 steps of enlightenment. And then there's there's 33 divisions in the United Nations. I don't know. It's Like I said, it's a very powerful Damn. number, and powerful people use it because it has mystical qualities. That is cool. That's crazy. Three more years and I'll be 33. Oh, so, God. I'm, 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 I'm coming. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. So you can, you can start your mission like Jesus. He was 33. Or he was 30 when he started his ministry and he was 33 when he died. Oh, that's true. Damn, there is a lot of ties. You heard it here first, folks. Follow me and I will lead you. <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> that's funny, man. That's, that's cool. Some crazy shit. I, the numerology stuff is... Really, really interesting to me. I've been hearing a little bit more about it and getting more educated on it, and I, um, I just can't believe how all the weird connections it has. There's so many. There's just too much to look past this. I know you said your theory earlier about you look into anything, you can kind of create it and make it real, but that one is fucking crazy, man. Yeah, I love it. Right. I mean, that to me kind of proves that we're in a matrix. Yeah. Same. <laughs> There's so many different number stuff with letters and this and that and they they add up and they divide and it's just, it always comes back to some kind of numbers and it's super cool i love it and i think the movie 23 with jim carrey was made just to uh shit on people with that kind of mindset too because they kind of well, made that, was actually, that movie was inspired by uh william s burroughs and robert anton wilson they they came up with the, or like robert anton wilson popularized it but well, william s burroughs he's the one who told Bob Wilson about it was the 23 Enigma, which is you can find 23 in almost anything. It's like this powerful mystical number, blah blah. So yeah, that that movie was inspired by them, and you guys should look into that because it's really really interesting. All the huh. stuff that happened to them to make them obsessed with it, and so yeah, they probably did make that movie to kind of like smear smear that stuff, you know, make people look crazy and like deluded. Yeah, I think the media does that a lot with a lot of movies and TV to throw you off the trail or make you look like a Nut job if you dig into it. Exactly. Damn, dude, you know so much interesting shit. I definitely want to get you back on soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, I'm down. Thank you. And really want to get you in studio, too. That'd be really cool if you come through the Denver area. 
Yeah, we could do a cool episode just going into that airport and break it all down. That would be awesome. Do like a live, like a live deal, and yeah, we'll do a live podcast. <laughs> and get tackled by guys in suits. Yeah. Hey, I'm not small. And then in black. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Come at me, bro. You know um, jiu-jitsu. You'll fold somebody. I was telling a <laughs> wee man on that episode we had recently about the Denver airport. He was talking about it too. They have signs all up in the Denver airport now, uh, kind of making a joke and playing up to the whole conspiracy thing. Have you seen yeah, any yeah, of that? Yeah, it's crazy, dude. I saw it in person. I was like, damn, that, it's like they're like almost mocking you to look into it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Let's plan it. I'm gonna talk to you offline, off the podcast about it. But let's let's work that out and do a Denver episode. Okay. Well, if I have to fly you here on JP's money, we'll do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm willing to take that that financial hit in his wallet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, let's see. Where were we at? We did that one, that one. Okay, uh, number five. If you could have any superpower, which would you choose and why? Mm, That's a good one. I think quantum jumping. Whoa, that's a new one. I mean, have you seen the new movies lately where people are, like, quantum jumping? I think there's a movie called Jumpers. Yep. Yeah, that's the dude think, Hayden Christensen played in that. Star Wars guy. Yeah. I think I'd do that because you could, like, you could become... I mean, I think people honestly can quantum jump, but it would be cool to have it be that easy. Um, you could jump to any different universe you want. You could jump to a place where you're a different version of yourself, and you could explore, you know... Just like different modes of living, you could be a businessman, you could be a monk, you could be fucking Superman, I guess. He must exist somewhere in the multiverse. Oh, you, could yeah. have, you could have all the superpowers. That's crazy. That is a good thought. Yeah, they they did that with the Spider-Man movie, too. They did the into the whatever it was called. Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, the, the cartoon one? Yeah. I like that movie. Yeah, it was I did like that movie. It was cool. Special effects, like whatever the way they did that was neat looking. But yeah, there's actual, um, like, in, in uh, ancient texts, like, in Buddhism and Hinduism, I think, that they're, like, they, they teach they teach dimensional jumping, but they don't call it that, or quantum jumping. They just talk about, like, visualization techniques to explore the realm, and I think that's kind of, like, the same thing. Yeah, that's cool. Do you remember the show Quantum Leap? It's kind of before you guys' time. Um, actually, I don't remember it, but I've, like, looked into it and read about it just because I was interested when I was searching up quantum jumping stuff. Yeah, it's a great show. It was, uh, ahead of its time for sure. It came out during the, the era of, like, MacGyver and all those shows, when you little young lads were just sperm thinking about coming out. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, back in my time, when we did carriages and watched content, Quantum Leap. You heard it on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, that show was really cool, though. You'd like it if... Um, I don't know if it still holds up, because it's going to be cheesy as shit nowadays, but it's definitely looking at, worth looking into if you like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Every episode, he, he's constantly trying to jump back to get back to the time that he actually lived in. But he It's like uh, some kind of hiccup, and he's just bouncing around, hoping that eventually he'll come back to his time. So he's having to... Oh, cheat. Okay. He's having to do all kinds of tasks, and like huge historical figures, too, like being a part of different things. It's pretty neat. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's so cool. It was a a great concept for a show. They should actually reboot it and do it again with new technology. Yeah. And if they want me to play the main character, I mean, hit me up, truthatheorypodcast.gmail.com. 
Are, are you sure you're not talking about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? I know, but they're making a third <laughs> one of those, too. Oh, oh yeah, that looks awesome. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is coming back to playing Ted or Bill. I can't remember which one he was. What a nice guy. Yeah, shout, why shout out, out to why Keanu. Why Keanu Reeves always like this time traveler Matrix type person? Like every movie. That's true. He is. He's on to something. Keanu is a, a rare individual in the Hollywood world, man. I would, I would love to talk to that guy. He's very fascinating. Uh, my numerology teacher thinks he's a real time traveler. <laughs> man, he yeah. might be. That guy's I good think, at everything. He, yeah, there's a theory cool. about that with him for sure. Hey, man, Nicholas Cage, but that one, we'll, we'll not talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to the last question, which is number six. If you could know the absolute truth on one conspiracy theory, what should it be and why? You only I get to pick one. Either, 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 either. Oh, I can only do one. Yep. <laughs> Flat Earth. Oh, shit. Flat Earth? I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. You're on the fence that much about it. Uh, it's between that and Saturn Time Cube, but I guess I would know the answer, kind of, if I just knew the answer to the, to the Flat Earth one. Yeah. Mm. That's kind of why I chose the simulation for my answer for that one. Because I feel like. Oh, it yeah. Was... See, that's, that's only the same lines. Yeah, it would answer a lot of multiple questions in one. But then again, yeah, it would create answer. a shitload yeah, of new questions. Answer. You switch to mine? You can do that. Hang on, <laughs> yeah. hang on one second. Let me check with the judges. Yeah, you can switch. So, um... <laughs> well, right. uh... <laughs> yeah. Good choice, good choice, man. Only the smart guys really choose that one, to be honest with you. I know. I, I chose, I just want to know if celebrities are still alive or not. <laughs> that is the dumbest one ever. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that is, I don't know. That is, like, interesting, though, because I wonder, too. It is definitely interesting, but on the level of conspiracies. If, if I had to pick one, I should have picked something else. Yeah, I kind of I kind of want to roast the whole episode just on his choices because it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can talk about the world and the galaxy and all, but where the fuck is Tupac? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that doesn't really help you out too much essentially. <laughs> you gain nothing from that. <laughs> like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Tupac's still good. That's good enough. <laughs> I'm glad he's all right. <laughs> yes, Elvis is doing good too. Cool, man. Cool. I feel way oh, way more in touch with the world now. <laughs> Jim Morrison still writing poetry. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm done roasting JP, but that was fun. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had that built up for a while. We're six episodes in. <laughs> All right, Mr. Nick, uh, that concludes our questions. Would you like to plug anything, sir? Um, Just my book I keep freaking talking about because it explains my series way better. You have a book? And... <laughs> yes, Saturn Time Keep Simulation. Oh, I'm sorry. Say it one more time. Saturn Time Keep Simulation by Nicholas D. Hinton. Yeah. Hell yeah. I already bought it. And... I suggest everyone else buy it as well. I'm looking forward to and, reading it. Um, yeah, man. I totally forgot you got one. So, yeah, I'm excited for you to read it because then you'll understand what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, dude. If uh, if we have any authors on, I buy their books for sure. Some of them have sent me some, too, which I feel kind of guilty for. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I support anybody that comes on. We uh, I mean, we support anybody that comes on, and we're happy to help you. And we hope we can help yourselves on it as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's going to help when I get out to California. Yeah, and it'll help uh, JP as well when we buy that plane ticket. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, so the other thing that I want to plug real quick that I think you guys are going to love. I'm sorry, we're out of time, app. sir. <laughs> no, <I'm trying> to... <laughs> I'm kidding, man. Go ahead. It's, it's free. It's free. It's, it's, uh, this app me and my friends have been working on. It uses a quantum random number generator to take you to random places just around your town, I guess. Like, you can pick out as far as you want to travel or as close as you want. But the, all the locations that it picks are totally quantumly random. So, like, I don't know if you understand quantum randomness, but that's, like, true randomness. Like, the, the, the like, probability that you would go to any of these places is, like, pretty much zero. And so when people are going to these places, they're experiencing, like, really weird coincidences that are, like, meaningful to them. And, the hell? you know... Yeah, it's fucking, it's crazy. Like, we don't really know how it works or what we're really doing yet, but it's, like, the weirdest thing ever. And, you know, some people are like, dude, is this a way to the dimensional jump or, like, quantum jump? Because you're literally going to these quantum random places, and it's like you're breaking away from your, your normal timeline in a way. Dude, how well, in the hell did you guys come up with this? That's awesome. Without giving away any <laughs> of your, your secret recipes. That is insane. Um, dude, I honestly just stumbled into the project at, like, a very early period and just got super involved, and now I'm pretty much, like, the spokesperson of it, but, like, I am not genius enough to come up with any of that stuff or the algorithms or whatever, but basically it's just, um, they have a bot that's hooked up to a quantum random number generator in Australia at a university, and that's how it works i mean we're, we're planning on getting our own quantum random number generator soon as soon as we get like funding and stuff like that but yeah it's it's wild like i've had so many crazy experiences using it that's awesome what's the name of the app i'm downloading it right now random nautica and the, and the real app drops on um the 22nd of february so okay. we won't find it yet but if you just go to my profile and in my bio it says the rando knots uh, the random knots are, is the community who uses the 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 bot right now. The bot is like pretty much the beta app. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna look into that. Twenty second. Yeah, the twenty second. The real app drops. But you guys can try it right now because like we have the bot. But the reason we're making the app is we just want to make it more accessible to people and easier to use. But really, the bot's not that hard to use. It's just not as pretty as having an app. Yeah, dude, that's so cool. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, we're both we're both gonna dig into that uh, when we get off too if you don't mind texting me your plugs i'm going to put them on the actual podcast episode so people can get to them a little easier okay yeah and bot.randomnuts.com is just you guys can go check out that bot right now and yeah i'll still send you the links and stuff he's pulling it up right now man that is crazy shit i feel like you need to be protected and uh preserved for what you're developing and how you think man because you're you're a rarity Especially in your age group. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think um, I think I'll be good if I make it to the mountains in time. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we gotta be careful. We gotta be careful in the Denver airport, man. I'll be watching everybody very closely. <laughs> I've the, good, seen... the good Illuminati's watching over me. Yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Hey, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you. Looking forward to talking to you again. Yeah, guys. Thank you for having me on. Are you able to pull it up, or is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, right here. Cool. I want to do it while we're on air with them. I want a quantum jump. <laughs> All right. Bot.randomknots.com. 
Uh, it looks like you guys got a rant, uh, Reddit page and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, dad love Reddit. I'm all over it. I, I, I scroll through Reddit like every day. And I'm completely alien to Reddit. I've never been on it. I don't know anything about it. I'm the well, old, the old if, guy. If you just, I mean, there, we have an Instagram too. I mean, just scroll through there and like look at all the weird shit that people find. Like just the other day, someone found a hedge maze that was dedicated to, um, I'll probably butcher his name, but Jorge Lewis Borges. And um, he wrote a book about multiple timelines and parallel universes. And it's like called the Garden of Forking Paths. And someone literally used the bot and was led to a hedge maze that was dedicated to that story. Damn, that's crazy. Well, he's having issues with his uh, connection because of our previous issues earlier. But we'll definitely uh, do it. Good. We'll look into it and uh, we'll talk more about it on the next time you have we have you on as well. Well, Sounds good. thank you very much for powering through these technical issues with us, Nick. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for teaching us all this new stuff and taking us to school. The resale spell just rang, so we're going to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thanks for being interested. <laughs> yeah, you, Definitely, you, dude. You're good stuff, man. Thanks again. All right. Have a good night, you guys. You, you too. too. Later. Later. Of people just living out the law.